Hello, 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 everybody. We just spoke to Eric Stolhansky, and you're about to hear that interview right now. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Eric Stolhansky is of Super Trooper and Beer Fest fame. He played the role of the stupid rookie or rabbit on Super Troopers. Chug some syrup. Chug some syrup. Fucked a bear. <laughs> <That's> uh, <laughs> bear fucker! <laughs> so, uh... This is a big get for us. We're really proud of how the interview turned out. And uh, so tell your friends about it and also go see his movie, uh, Super Troopers 2, coming out uh, April 20th. That's 420. The mustache rides again. Um, Oh, and last night we did a regular episode. We'll just throw that on the back end of the interview. But enjoy the interview and enjoy episode 31. Thank you guys for listening. Cold. I apologize if I sound a little strange. Uh, no, you sound good, man. Um, so, what's your favorite breakfast food? I think a breakfast burrito. Okay, like. But who uh, doesn't like a good sugar cereal as well? Right. Uh, what's your go-to cereal? Hmm. Well, hmm. I don't know if I have a go-to. I, I mean, they're all so delicious. Like if you have Tricks or Count Chocula. Or um, Lucky Charms, maybe Lucky Charms. Okay, Lucky I, Charms is a good one. I'm kind of whatever my wife has in the uh, cupboards. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of what my favorite is at the moment. Like it's kind of hard to go wrong with cereal. Well, there is a way to go wrong with it. It's the Malto meal. Okay. <laughs> Shredded you, wheat. You buy five, you know, like a five-pound bag, and it you have it for a year, and that's it. That's your only cereal for that year. <laughs> That could go wrong. That right. sounds like a cereal going wrong. Yeah. Uh, you want a little variety. Right. But right. Uh, breakfast burritos are always are always a good choice. I spend a lot of time in the Southwest, so I've become a breakfast burrito aficionado, so to speak. They're rarely bad. Right. It's hard to screw them up. Eggs, cheese, salsa, some meats of different sorts. Exactly. Uh, a couple onions, some peppers, perhaps. Uh, always delicious. Perfect. Do you spend much time in Minneapolis yet, Eric? Yeah, I'm lying here right now. Uh, wow. Two days this month. Okay. I'm trying to catch up on everything. Uh, this this month is a crazy, hectic schedule, but um, why is there anything yeah. happening this month or next uh, month? St. Patrick's Day and Easter. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. Hey, <laughs> we should like let everybody know Eric Stolhansky <laughs> is our guest. Thank you, Eric, for joining us. Hey, everybody. Of Super Troopers fame, Broken Lizard guy. <laughs> we got a little project that a lot of people are looking forward to coming out next month, right? There's a little film coming out called Super Troopers 2 that I hope everyone will go check out. I know it's definitely uh, on my plans, for sure. We, I'm hoping that people will go see on the weekend of 420 because the Avengers comes out the following week. So Yeah, I mean, my 420 is pretty booked, but 421, I am there, dude. Perfect. <laughs> I love that. There you go. The whole weekend. Any of that three-day weekend. And I'm not into the Avengers shit, so I'll probably skip that and just go see Super Troopers 2 a second time. <laughs> oh, I like that. Even better. Even better. So Yeah, what? Well, Avengers really is going There's like other big movies that moved off the 420 date because the Avengers coming out the next weekend just will dominate. Right. I, how many superhero movies do we really need, though, honestly? It's, it's becoming oversaturated, I think. It is amazing how many there are. They I don't keep doing well. Like, Black Panther just broke the billion-dollar record. It must be because everybody's getting every other form of genre through TV. 
And even that, there's a lot of superhero on that as well. Yeah, I mean, my kids watch like The Flash and there's stuff Arrow like UPN and, and Arrow, stuff like that, yeah, that yeah. that they're really into. Like, I I look and see, I look at our DVR and it's all this like superhero stuff download or being recorded all the time. Yeah, and I'm not yeah, maybe, watching it. Maybe it's a version like we grew up and we all read comic books. That's true. And obviously, it was like a huge for all, you know, kids all over the world. So maybe now they just watch instead of reading it. That's true. Kids these days are lazy. If they can get it, if they can get it off a screen, they're going to do it that way. Yeah, for sure. I'm the okay. same way. I listen to books. Right? Yeah. I mean, you're driving or you're running or something. It's it's a nice nice way to consume. You're on a Northeast comedy tour, whatever. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? That was cool. Mostly it was Ontario. I uh, did a couple cities in upstate New York, but uh, that's where I got this cold. Man, we're driving through blizzards. I did huge blizzard in Ontario. You got to make it to the show, so you just keep on keep on trucking. But uh, great shows, a lot of fun. Absolutely. What's a Stolhansky stand-up set like? Well, so I travel with a couple stand-up comedians, and they do your more traditional set. Okay. And uh, I kind of call mine sort of Super Troopers, then a meow. And the idea was to promote the new movie coming out, uh, tell stories from the first movie, kind of open it up to a Q&A so it feels sort of an intimate living room setting, and then show a trailer for the new movie. Uh, so it's kind of a big discussion about, you know, what's like making movies and stories from the set. So you open it up as like a Q&A sort of thing? Yeah. yeah. So okay. it's, it's not your traditional sort of stand-up. You might see kind of a set-up joke, set-up joke, that kind of thing. Um, more kind of just stories, kind of fun, just hanging out, kind of kind of like this, but in a live setting. Right on. Uh, very cool. Um, yeah. You- you guys, uh, you guys have been working on Super Troopers 2 for some time now. I remember you crowdfunded this. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, what yeah. was that experience like? You know, we, uh, we originally, about 2008, kind of submitted the idea with Fox. And around 2008, the digital era was emerging and the DVD market disappeared. Right. So it was a little bit hard to monetize sort of lower-budget comedies and... Also, this uh, rise of tentpole films, what they call them, these Marvel films were starting to happen. Uh-huh. And basically, studios decided that they were just going to make these tentpole films because they had these gigantic, huge international audiences for them. And one of the challenges with comedies is trying to make them translate to international audiences, and world audiences were becoming more appealing to studios. Because you make say, a, yeah, even like a billion even dollars. Like, well, yeah. yeah, you can make a billion dollars in China and India making a Marvel film, whereas like even like Will Ferrell or Jim Carrey, you can't translate comedy in other countries. Right. So it's a little bit of a challenge. So basically Fox didn't want to make a sequel and uh, we were getting asked every day, like, you know, when when are you going to make a sequel to make a sequel? So we really wanted to make one. We knew there was an appetite for it. So uh, without being able to get funding from the studio, we then, decided that we would, you know, we saw Veronica Mars had a successful crowdfunding campaign, so we said, oh, let's try that. And uh, turned to our fans not knowing if anything would happen, and we were just overwhelmed by the support, which turned out to be very cool. Yeah, within 24 hours you met your goal. That was crazy. I know <laughs> I donated. I was hoping to get some copies of your guys' butts, but you guys are <laughs> pulling away from that, I see. <laughs> we actually did it, and we were also uh, repulsed by what we saw. Yeah. That we thought we would... <clears throat> send it out to everybody and they'd all vomit and then uh we'd want to spare you guys that experience i did that when i was in high school in the teacher's lounge 
That's where the color printer was for our art class. So the teacher said, you guys have permission. Go into the teacher's lounge. It's in the middle of class. There's no teachers in there. Get your prints and then leave. So I sat on it, and I printed it out, um, framed it, and gave it to my oh sister God. for Christmas. Oh, my God. <laughs> she did not... She did not care for that, so I can completely understand. <laughs> so I, I, um, I apologize. I had this cough. Oh, uh, that's all right. So you're, um, like, the whole crowdfunding thing was crazy. I really liked what you guys did, that thing with Kevin Pereira, that telethon. That was really fun, too. Why don't more people do that? That was awesome. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can't speak for anybody else, but uh, we thought it was fun. Uh you like, know, I watched but, most but, of it. Like it was really long, but I watched almost <laughs> all of it. You know, it was fun. We called in our, any of our friends that you know were in the industry. Yeah, um, and we said, "Hey, we're doing this long telethon. Feel free to stop in anytime. We'll have some food and some drinks there, and mm-hmm. uh, play some board games and uh, beer pong and all sorts of things." So it kind of became a fun party. Yeah, that was really cool. So y- you guys, okay, I can't get off this crowdfunding thing like i'm nervous for the future of like small movies and stuff like that so yeah disney just bought fox like what do you think they're going to do with the searchlight division who is putting out who put out your super troopers and super troopers to distribution wise yeah you know searchlight seems to be the one sort of independent studio that's been able to survive um they're just they pick their movies really well uh they just won uh nominations and awards with color of uh, shape of water yep. and three billboards so they uh year after year kind of win awards they're very smart very savvy i think i'm hoping and cross my fingers that they will survive because they tend to find films that are small and independent but also have an audience yeah definitely i think the other small studios have kind of disappeared that have you know great movies but oftentimes an art film just doesn't have a wide enough audience to support it monetarily right like you're i don't know i can think of like five more and that's it but like what's magnolia done in the last couple of years you know a24 is still pretty big but yeah i think stx i mean there's definitely smaller studios and hopefully they can find uh a way to monetize it via vod video on demand or um you know other outlets you just got to keep the budget down right and i feel like honestly like i've heard you guys said that on, uh, you know, you guys from Broken Lizard on other podcasts have mentioned that Super Troopers 2, you guys rewrote the script like 40-some times. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so I'm thinking it's going to be pretty good. I have no doubt about that in my mind. So, I mean, like, I know it's a pain in the ass, but you guys could crowdfund everything, it seems like, and get your stuff out there. Well, we are just incredibly grateful for the support. We just don't want to have to turn to our right. fans for money. For handouts. Um, I understand, yeah. Yeah, we just want the studio to be able to see that we have the support, and if we can get people to go at the opening weekend, then that will show the studio that we actually have this fan base. Well, and when Super Troopers 2 wins the Oscar next year, that should really help too, right? Comedy Amen, or musical. Brother. Right? Amen, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> for drama. Definitely yeah, for yeah. Drama. But, you know, Martian, that was a good comedy. Hysterical. Yeah. Uh, you got the support. Of, I mean, like, you worked with Rob Lowe on this one. He tweeted out that being on the set felt like he was making Wayne's World or Austin Powers did. That's got to feel pretty good. Yeah, when he wrote that, that was fantastic. I mean, it's it's amazing. You don't really think about Rob Lowe as a comedian, but he's been in Tommy Boy, Wayne's World, right. and uh, Austin Powers. So he's been in these Parks sort of three iconic... Parks and Rack. He's been in these iconic comedies. Yeah, so everybody, get out and see Super Troopers 2 in theaters. 
Please, yeah. Let's uh, let's take show, a bus, Pilsner podcast audience. We actually, uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry for interrupting. No, that was my fault. I was saying I'd love to, I'd love to be able to show the studio that small comedies do have an audience. Right. I mean, you guys are doing this on such a small budget, like it's almost guaranteed to, at the very least, you're going to like triple your, you know, what it costs to make this thing. Uh, yeah. I hope a I lot more wanna, than that. I hope. Let's cross <laughs> I, our fingers. I, I have no idea. I hope anyone goes and sees it. Uh, yeah, people are going to see this. I think, you know, like we heard you on a lot bigger shows, like on the power trip promoting it, like they have such a huge following. All you got to do is call them up the weekend of that Thursday before and be like, go see my movie. And that's going to remind everyone in Minnesota to go see it and the upper Midwest, basically. Yeah. Those guys are, those guys are do a great job. What a fun show. Uh huh. That's kind of how we got our start. We just like, let's just copy what they're doing. We just rip them <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> Hey, I got to ask, I'm the resident, uh, WWE nerd in of the podcast. Um, yeah. what, uh, tell me what happened. Uh, that got those Twitter photos out there. You guys were on like the on the entrance ramp and on the Titan Tron. Uh, what was going on there? Yeah, we were. I just finished my tour in Detroit, and uh, I guess uh, WWE was in Indianapolis. And so uh, when I got off tour, the guys flew out. We all flew to Indianapolis, and we played a dodgeball match against some of the guys in WWE. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Fandango and the Breeze, and. And then we, it's going to be on their game night. So they'll put it on their game night. Okay. Interesting. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we cut together some promos. And then it turned out that Kevin Owens was a fan and AJ was a fan. And, uh, yeah, it was just very cool to be able to meet Corbin and a bunch of these guys. And then we went to the show that night. But they, you know, they gave us kind of a tour right before, as they're building it. So they let us go on the ramp entrance and uh, take some silly photographs. <laughs> yeah. uh, but o- overall, just a really cool day right are you a, are you a big wwe fan uh i i think it's a blast i mean i think it's so fun oh good we can be best friends then <laughs> <laughs> yeah being there live is such a great experience i've been there live in la but then also to be there live again in indianapolis was uh, a, a fun reminder how much it is to experience it you know just there live yep for sure yeah i've been to quite a few of their shows in at target center and whatnot so was the it's Miz there um, I don't think so. The guy from the real world? Yeah, Tim's a big real world fan, so that's where you draw his interest. <laughs> <laughs> the Viper was there. Okay. I, I don't know what that is. Like Dodge was there? Or? They played the Dodgeball, you said. <laughs> the Dodge, yeah, the Dodge. It should be a, yeah. Dodge Viper. <laughs> the Dodge Viper, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Shane Shane McMahon got uh, hospitalized. I don't know if you saw that or not. Did, I did you watch the Indianapolis show? I did. I did see that. That was uh, that was pretty uh, that was pretty intense. <laughs> he had some yeah, really okay. weird like his. Uh, I don't know if it carried over into the into the crowd there, but like on TV, his like groaning and moaning from his injuries. Yeah, it was amazing. Was, was very strange. Yeah, he was like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he, that was real. Then. He, he carried it well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he put it on that on that. I don't know what it was—a stack of chairs or a table. I can't remember. Yeah, exactly some what sort of some on, sort of crate or some, some something in the backstage. They power bombed him on, and he he sold looked, he sold it very well. It looked like it hurt. It looked incredibly painful. Yep. Okay. It must have been real. I say it had to have been real. It's very real. It's real <laughs> it's to me. Real. Damn it! I know. Awesome. Okay, so you grew up in Minnesota. You still live in Minnesota, right? 
Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's do then. some rapid fire questions on Stones let's do it. or uh let's go Prince replacements or uh, Bob Dylan. Oh man. Well, I love the replacements. Thank you. We'll go replacements. Yes. That's <laughs> the correct answer. Um you graduated high school in Minneapolis, correct? Yep. How did you end up going to Colgate? Um I guess I went out to a school out east that I thought was the hardest school I could get into. I couldn't get into the Ivy League, so I picked the next best. Oh, so you're a smart guy. Got it. Uh, I read uh, Jay's book, Mustache Shenanigans. Is that true, how you guys, you and him met by, like, one-upping each other and then (laughs) him not knowing? I mean... Yeah, 100% true. Okay. We... uh, I tell that story when I'm touring, but that's sort of what led to the syrup chugging because... The first day we met, we had a one-upmanship competition right? to prove which city was tougher, Minneapolis or Chicago. <laughs> and, uh, and, <laughs> and then that was sort of like our basis kind of of our friendship, and that led to the like, two guys competing against each other, and that was like the basis of the syrup chugging. So when you did that in the movie, was that real syrup? I was just going to say, for our listeners, can you explain that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah for the listeners, uh, it was real maple syrup. Uh, Prop master was responsible and tried to put iced tea in the bottles so we didn't have to kill ourselves. But it didn't look real when we first looked at playback. So we were running out of time, didn't know how to solve it. So Jay was like, come on, you're from Minnesota, I'm from Chicago. Let's just do real maple syrup. <laughs> and not thinking how many takes you really have to do over and over and over again. We're like, okay. Just so we both started chugging it. <laughs> but, you know, you got to do a wide shot and a three-quarter shot and close-up and change all these different angles. And uh, by the end of it, he had done about two full bottles and I had done about three full bottles. Well, it's and, a good thing you didn't uh, do ketchup, right? Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe ketchup <laughs> would have been better. <laughs> would have been better for your stomach in the end. Yeah, I just I guess just rewatched both. that movie last night. So uh, either would have been awful. Yeah. I think I would have thrown up on ketchup. At least syrup tasted good going down. But uh, you know, we started shaking and shivering and feeling we're going to die. <laughs> diabetes after three is full bottles. Yeah, the looming diabetes was imminent. You have my favorite line in Super Troopers. When, really? Yeah, you're looking at Farva in the chamois cloth scene, and you just go to him. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're going to light my country music award on fire? <laughs> so subtle, so brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I like trying to dumbfound Farva like you say something to him when he doesn't know how to process it. Right. <laughs> how much of these movies are ad-libbed? Well, that, uh, not much. Actually, we starting to a little bit but that movie was such such low budget we really only had time to do like one or two takes per shot so is that unreal we film? would in super troopers yeah uh what, what was the question sorry was that on real film uh yes, yes okay yes, yes. Yeah, we expensive. shot that in real film yeah very expensive and we didn't have you know time is money so we were trying to shoot as much as we could in one day so we really only had time for about one or two takes so we had to script everything and rehearse it so everything in super troopers was written so you had to like rehearse the scene with the germans and uh, yeah, but we ran out of time for that scene. We were, the sun's going down, and we actually didn't finish it by the time we ran out of light. So we had to pick it up the next morning at 5 a.m. to match the sunlight going down. I bet that scene was, was miserable for you. Awful. <laughs> Terrible now, to shoot. You guys actually pretended to Looks be cops time. for part of it, right? Like you had to like get cars to not go by you or something? Wasn't there something like that where one of you guys impersonated an officer? For yeah, my story is I. We were again, like I said, low budget. So oftentimes we'd be asked to take our cars back and forth to the motel we were staying, 
And then one day I finished shooting and I still had my wardrobe on. I took the car home and I'm cruising on the highway and I realized the cars are not going as fast as I am. And then I felt, I got a little drunk with power because I thought that they, they thought I was a real officer. So I, I was enjoying the power until I realized that they're kind of starting to catch up with me and then slowly go a little faster than me. So I got in sense that they were disrespecting the law. So I hit the rollers to see if they would slow down. <laughs> And only to realize I'm upstate New York driving a fake Vermont patrol car <laughs> wearing a fake Vermont uniform. And they basically told me to get lost and cars sped off. <laughs> and then uh, an officer came to visit us in the motel trying to find out who was the person who was impersonating an officer on the highway that day. But I hid under the bed and he never caught me. <laughs> so I say you still can't catch the rabbit. <laughs> Can't catch the rabbits. It's a great story. <laughs> did it? Um, did it upset you at all seeing the state guys come out with Reno nine one one right after Super Troopers? Uh, it didn't bother me at all. No, I mean I like those guys. They're great guys. Oh, absolutely! Um, it's a great show yeah. too. I was just kind of yeah, just looking at it like same concept yeah. almost. I think they were sort of doing a takeoff on cops, and so oh yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I don't feel like we have a corner on cop comedy. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of the things, too. There's five of you in Broken Lizard. Is it difficult coming up with ideas that involve all of you? Yeah, that's a funny thing. Every time we sort of start to come up with a concept for a film, it has to be an environment where there are five guys. Yeah. So it has to be like a baseball team or a, uh, you know, a fire station or a police station. Teachers. A beer beer chugging team. Yeah, didn't you guys have something called like Rogue Scholars or something written it's up? It's funny we've we've written something for all of those things we just mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> we wrote a script for Universal where we played professors. Yeah, I, I remember reading about that, and then it just fizzled out. Yeah, it's out. I mean, we've, we've written so many scripts for studios, and then sometimes you know they just shelve them. You write for one executive, and by t- you know it takes like a year or two to write a script. By the time you write a script, the new executive team has come in, and then they decide that they're going to create their own projects. Um, so everything's a bit kind of fluid in Hollywood. Uh, that's happened so many times. So, you know, an executive will say, hey, why don't you write this script? And then you write it, but it takes a year or two, and then they've moved on to a new position or a new executive team comes in, and they want their own project. So That's such a it's just Yeah, it's just part of, the, part of the game. Yeah. All right, so Beer Fest ends with the teaser for Pot Fest. You guys go in with Willie Nelson. I heard somewhere, I think it was on the Chewing It podcast, that at one point you guys were playing with the idea of making it Crock Pot Fest and it was going to be a cooking contest. <laughs> Is there any That's truth to that? A, no, well, it's a joke we said. Oh, man, make that movie, though. Like, I'm Crock Pot Fest. That would be amazing. <laughs> be like best in show, sort of, but. <laughs> That's really funny. Cooking guys. Coming, yeah. It's like coming soon, pot fast, and then you walk in. It's actually crock pot fast, and we're like, "Oh, Willie, he surprised us." <laughs> yeah, what's that? What's it like working with Willie Nelson? That guy's crazy. Oh my god, he's hysterical. He, he's just a joke teller. He he's like a one liner kind of guy. He can just tell a joke after joke after joke after joke. That's he's awesome. uh, great. And we worked with my Dukes of Hazard and then Beer Fest, and uh, we actually wrote a movie for him at uh, Paramount called Mustache Riders. That was going to star him. Nice. And um, same kind of thing, just an executive team changeover. But uh, we've been trying to find another way to work with him. He's, he's great. He's still plug, He's still trucking. <laughs> yeah. We're going to uh, go up on stage with him in Illinois in April. Very cool. You guys have done that many times in the past, right? 
We did it uh, a couple times. Yeah, we one time we came up and he was singing a song. He write, he has a song called uh, "Roll Me Up and Smoke Me When You Die." Okay. And we tend to like come out on stage as he's starting to sing that and first come on stage and <laughs> in costumes and cop. Yeah, costumes. yeah, yeah, yeah. In costume and it kind of goes over well. It's fun. That's great. Um, you guys have worked with like a ton of notable people, like. Nat Faxton is in a lot of your movies, you know, Jim Rash I've seen like in the Slam and Slam and Will Forte. So those guys have gone on to like do The Way Way Back, The Descendants, Nebraska. What what type of dramatic movie can I expect from one of you guys coming up soon? Very serious stuff. Yeah. Very serious stuff. Uh, I, you know, a lot of drama in the future. That's um, what I, yeah. Not sure I can give away any plots, but, uh, just look for a lot of heavy stuff coming up. Just have Heffernan crying for a half hour, eating Heffernan a pie. Heffernan going through a lot of emotional stuff, you know, he really de- de- dives deep into some stuff that he, uh, has been suppressing. There was that, uh, um, Casey Affleck. For a lot movie. of honesty from, yeah, Casey Affleck. There that was that movie stuff. where that girl just ate the pie for like 15 minutes. What was the name of that one? Oh, uh, was it like Ghost or something where he dies right away and he just haunts her? Okay, I didn't see that, but yeah, I could see Heffernan playing that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> eating pie. <laughs> Heck, I'd, 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 I'd be in that one. Yeah, for sure. pie on screen? Mm, sounds good. Yeah, but it's like a, legitimately, I think it's like a nine and a half minute scene of her crying and eating a pie. <laughs> Is it in black and white? <laughs> no. Oh, I got on Redbox and just, oh man, I powered through, but it wasn't for me. That's funny. <laughs> so, did you follow the Minnesota sports scene closely at then? Still living in Minneapolis? I try to. Yeah, I mean, I can't keep up with all of it, but I I love to try to read it. It was yeah. Uh, what is your what? So, which one do you follow the most closely? What's your favorite of the of the? I guess the Vikes are the easiest to follow because the season's a little shorter. Yeah. What do you think so, of the new uh, quarterback? Um, you know, at first I thought I was a little nervous about the price tag. Well, we only gave up like a eighth round pick for. Trevor Simeon, so I don't know why you think that'd be too much of a price tag. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, Obviously, I'm right, talking right, right. about Cousins. <laughs> That's been my uh, joke all week, was ask somebody about the new quarterback and then start talking about Trevor Simeon. So. I'm happy it's not Trevor Simeon starting. Right. I did that, send that, uh, that, send that did tweet that. out the other night that when the Simeon trade was announced before the, before the Cousins thing was official, I said, well, what if, what if Zimmer just like screwed this whole thing up and now Simeon is actually going to be our starter? Like, that's going to be wow. tragic. Wow. <laughs> he says yeah. something racist at Manny's. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Cousins is exciting. I mean, what, $80 million we paid? Um, yeah, like 84 Guaranteed, money, but um, yeah, guaranteed. It's like, I hope we um, have to pay him ninety because there's incentives if he wins a Super Bowl. Well, I'll take that then. Right, that's what we're I'll doing here. That. Just seems like all these paychecks keep going so high that it's hard to keep you know a cohesive team. But I'm really excited. I mean, we he's got great weapons with Diggs and Thielen and Cook, and I don't know if we're keeping Murray or not. Yeah, they keeping... did. Murray restructured yesterday, so uh, he's, that's great. He's actually sticking around. So the offense should be should be good. They rumored today I, I that like they, that they signed Sheldon Richardson from away from the Seahawks. So that's, really, that's going to you know get rid of Tom Johnson. So that should help the defensive line. Wow, that's interesting. So it sounds like we got a lot of good pieces. Uh, what about McKinnon? He signed with the 49ers. Ah, uh, okay. So well, got a so. really good deal. Like I think more money than anybody was expecting. Again, they got thirty million over two or three years. Something like He's good. That. Niners are going to be good this year. Well, they said they're going to use him as like a, in a hybrid sort of role, part-time wide receiver, part-time running back sort of 
Devin Hester-ish role. So, do you play fantasy sports, Eric? Uh, yeah, I play fantasy football. Been doing yeah. that for a like long time, long time. Uh, and yeah, I've done hockey. Oh, that's a commitment. That's a big one. You got to you know keep your lineup and change your lineups all the time. It's time consuming. Yeah, that's why I, I don't stop, do baseball. Yeah, baseball is too time consuming. Yeah, I do. I do fantasy baseball, and it's a huge, huge commitment. Huge commitment. I mean, even with like uh, 16 games for football, you end up spending way too much time. <laughs> right. So many, so many stupid hours. It's my whole week thinking about stuff. I know. It's my whole <laughs> week at work as I'm looking at right? fantasy football, trying to get an edge, and I always lose. I mean, companies and bosses must just hate the advent of fantasy football. Oh, and now like March Madness going on right now, which is ridiculous too. So time consuming. Did you did you do a bracket or do you get? I got. I got offered in a group that I play fantasy football with, and I just had to deny. It. I had to turn it down. Yeah, you got a busy month, I suppose. So I got so much going on, and yeah. All right. But I don't. I don't. I don't follow college basketball as much as I do sort of Minnesota sports. I'm excited for the Wild. I think they're gonna. They're coming alive at the right time. Could have a fun run in the playoffs. I'm excited for them. Uh, excited for the moves the Vikings have made. They were fun to watch this year. Um, Twins. I hope they get some pitching and. You know, surprises like they did last year. They were fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, the Twins have made some great additions to their starting rotation for pitching now in the last couple of weeks or last month. So yep. um, hopefully, um, I mean, if you look at our Minnesota sports scene as a whole, looking at all four or five, even if you count the links uh, of the pro sports teams, I mean, they're all, I don't remember a time in my 40 years that we've had all four teams with looking promising, I guess. Yeah, the links are obviously amazing, and then the Wolves. It was sad to see Butler get hurt, but uh, I'm hoping that they can kind of gel around the rest of the players who are exciting. Yeah, I seen this week that Wiggins asked to be wants to be traded in the offseason. He doesn't like being the third wheel behind oh, behind Carl Anthony Towns and and uh, Butler, Butler. But you know, oh. can't make everyone happy, but. I love when they had that chemistry. I'm sad to see that he um, feels that way. Well, and he's he seems to be playing better now in the, since Butler went out. So maybe think maybe the attitude will change a little bit. So yeah, I mean you kind of need several stars. I think these days to compete with Cleveland and Golden State. Yeah, I mean it's, uh, every team needs their you know big three. It seems like if you want to be competitive. Right. Right. So, well, that's so, too bad to hear that. That's so, what my, that's one of my troubles with basketball. You know, I feel like there's more ego i guess maybe that you know they want to be the stars versus when the bulls were playing you know they all kind of gelled together as a team somehow phil jackson was able to get them to be a little less ego at ego centered right like obviously at jordan but everyone else said well i'll just play my part on this team and everyone kind of fit in behind that which is cool yeah but in this day and age now those kids that grew up watching michael jordan they all want to be the michael jordan now and i think that's that's part of the issue with the with the egos in the NBA these days. Yeah. They'd prefer to be the superstar than being a supporting role. Right. Yeah. It's oh. hard. It's hard. Right. Probably hard to find that chemistry that works. So you said breakfast burrito. Okay. That's <laughs> what I <laughs> wanted to, to get <laughs> out of this. Eric, thank you so much for giving us your time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Fun talking to you guys. Yeah, and everybody get out and see Super Troopers 2 in theaters on 420. Twice, see it twice. I'll buy can, if I buy Fandango tickets. They just for that movie that they, they just go even if I don't have to go. That'd be great if anybody can't make it and still wants to support uh, lower budget comedies and hopefully enough to make us make more. Uh, yeah, just buy a ticket online and uh, give it to a homeless person. You got it. I'm doing that. I'm buying a six pack. Anybody can go on my dime. 
I love it. You can give it to college kids. Some college kids who can't afford it, you can buy a ticket and then drop it off at a college here in Minneapolis or St. Paul or around the Twin Cities. Well, perfect. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Eric. Hey, appreciate the time. Great talking to you guys. Thank you. See ya. Talk soon. Later. Bye. Let's go suck some toes. on the stairs It's half you even care When the lights are up And the sun Hello, Corey Hello, Timothy We're here Just Tame, like the teams. <laughs> Yeah, crazy, Corey This is just like uh, Beginning of the show It's just me and you In a basement And the sun's out Oh, man, it is Just like the good old days Right I shouldn't say the good old days I think we've evolved In a good way But what is this, 31? 31. 31. Good times. Great oldies. This has uh, gone much further than we ever anticipated. Right. I said give it a, give it a year, let the burn settle in. Yeah. And it's actually taken place. And we, we've gained a co-host that is not here tonight. We've gained a Fuck them. Stu- <laughs> we've gained a studio audience who is not here tonight. Right. <laughs> we had a guest host one night that was going to become a regular host and then never showed up again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we had a 17-year-old, 16-year-old at that time host one night. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, wrestling fan, too. Yeah. Uh, anything I need to know coming up about WrestleMania? Uh, Clue me in. They officially today, so they have... We talked last week a little bit. I told you guys about the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal that they have every year. Yeah. And Did you see that documentary trailer? I have seen the, the trailer, yep. I, I'm actually looking forward to it. It's going to yeah, be good. I just That came on TV and I texted you guys. Um, so WWE over the last few years has been um, really pushing this women's revolution uh, in wrestling where in, as opposed to being... The you know broad panties matches and the you know where the where the female they don't call them divas anymore they're they're not the the you know the supermodel shouldn't say supermodels but they're not the they're not the underwear models turned into wrestlers they're actually like athletes that are trained to do it boring it's actually made it much better unless you like the bikini or the swimsuit matches no I hated that yeah right. <laughs> But uh, so they've been really trying to equal, put the men and the women on an equal plane as far as as wrestling. So, Are contracts the same? You know, I don't know a whole lot about WWE contracts. Oh, they like, probably don't release that. They're info. not really. I mean, you can like look for it and like get speculation, but they're not released like for you know other pro sports. Right. But so they've done the. You know, they they started doing the. They did the women's Royal Rumble this year. They've done women's Hell in the Cell matches. They've done all that. So now this year they since they were doing they always do the. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. They're doing a, a women's battle royal this year, and they were calling it the Fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal. Okay. And are you familiar with who Fabu- Fabulous Moolah was? No, but I could just about picture her. Okay, so she was like about two eighty. I mean, she's been dead for ten years. Oh. She was actually, you know, probably in like nineteen forty. She was probably a pretty attractive lady. She actually held like the women WWE Women's Championship for like thirty years. Uh, you know, going way back into like the fifties and sixties, all the way up into like the eighties. She was. What was her competition back then? Not much. Right. You know, that was part of it. <clears throat> anyway, so they they it, it turned out they um, that she was not a good person. 
Um, she cheated a lot of her. She ended up opening a training school and trained a lot of women wrestlers. And she was uh, uh, shaving money off their paychecks, like keep it, pocketing money, taking big cuts. And she was pimping female wrestlers out. Nice. Uh, to like promoters and stuff. Did she like um, represent Trish Stratus at all? No, no. We're oh. this is okay. pre pre Trish Stratus sort of stuff. So you're talking Sable era? No, no, no. We're oh, talking okay. like 50s, 60s, 70s sort of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so they actually got a like. So that was announced like a week ago. That they were doing this fabulous Moolah Battle Royal, and like on social media, there was just a lot of backlash because she was not a good person. She was, you know. Right, and, and so they today actually announced that they are dropping the. They're going to keep the match, but it's not going to be called the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal anymore. So that's been the only real, like, somewhat mainstream, I guess. Call it the news. Omega Moo match. <laughs> the Omega Moos. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. From Revenge of the Nerds. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the what the if they'll just, I don't know what they're gonna do with it, but I, I kind of knew what was gonna happen. Like Colton and I were even talking about the other night. Like, can you believe that they went with this name for this when like yeah, there's not a Bill Cosby Comedy Award exactly, and that's kind of yeah. I mean, she's a legend, but like a lot of stuff came out about her. I don't even know if it really came out while she was still alive. I think a lot of it came out after the fact, but or became public after the after she died. But. She was a gnarly lady, just yeah. like um, Chuck Berry. Exactly. Like right towards the end, everyone's like, "Oh, this guy sucks." Didn't he like marry his cousin? No, that was Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, Chuck Berry. Like, I think he had a restaurant. He put cameras like in the toilets. Oh yeah, yeah, I did remember hearing something about. Yeah. <clears throat> I think there was a, quite a few lawsuits with him regarding things like that. It's when stuff like that comes out, you're like, holy crap. Like, you know, like how much did it shock you that Dr. Huxtable was a rapist when you first heard about it? Yeah. And then when you first started to believe it. Yeah. I, I yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. I mean, somebody made a reference to him and we're like, well, no, we're not talking about Bill Cosby, the man we're talking about. Cliff Huxtable, the character, you know, yeah. as like as a reputable person. So, <laughs> There's, I love that line in that movie. My boss's daughter. That's my dad's owl. Oh yeah, yeah. It's named uh, O.J. Simpson. Like the murderer? No, the football player. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Yeah, you can skip it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, other than that, let's see. Not a whole lot going on in the world of professional wrestling. It is the road to WrestleMania, but. I'll uh, I'll let you just get excited the day of. Is the road paved? Uh, it is. <laughs> it's bumpy. <laughs> uh, Kid Rock is getting inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. They always so do I have to watch Kid Rock on? Um, I don't know because they always do like a celebrity. They have like a quote unquote celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame. Right. So like our president is in it. Um, Pete Rose. Is, oh, is that's funny. Um, <laughs> is there a reason why they put Beat Rose in there? Uh, yeah, I mean, is it because that they, he's not going to get into the zone, into the Baseball Hall of Fame? Uh, maybe that might have been a little <laughs> bit of it, but he was like, he like did a lot of like one-off showed up at like WrestleMania events and stuff in the past. Like they don't just like so Grunt could be in there someday, right? Yeah, I mean, they always just kind of pick celebrities that have actually had something to do with the business at one point or another. Okay. You know, Trump is in it because he was in a famous uh, hair versus hair match with Vince McMahon at one point. Oh, boy. Like, they didn't wrestle each other, but they each, like, selected their guy. 
to like represent them, and then the loser of the match between them two uh, ended up having be Vince McMahon had to shave his head. Right, it was he saw that one coming. Saw that one coming a mile away because with Vince or with Trump, they would have just taken his wig off. Yeah, did you see that video of Trump walking up that flight of stairs, going into a plane, and like the jet engine just blows his hair off? <laughs> yeah, and it's like it looks like a windsock. It's like it's just random like clumps of hair from different spots yeah. that are just blowing in a big circle. Oh, that's great. When you get to that age, you got to do weird things with your hair. I know, but just own it. Yeah, exactly. Just shave it. Don't say, ugh, it's real hair. Go on The Tonight Show and let <laughs> Jimmy Fallon rub your head. That's weird. <laughs> so, what about you? Anything new in the last couple of weeks? Well, we got a new quarterback. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, Trevor Simeon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. The Pine Rider. I was I was I sent a group text out to Andy and them last night that when uh, when that trade was announced last night and like the Kirk Cousins stuff wasn't official yet. Yeah, I said you know what if what if this is because Zimmer pissed off Cousins and now like Trevor Simeon is the starting quarterback and and the Kirk Cousins thing isn't happening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if we just get like a you know a twentieth ranked quarterback. Yep. But I guess it's official now. They had the press conference today. Yep. Sid asked him about losing to the Gophers when he was in college. And <laughs> Did then he asked, really? And then asked him if he saw the Minnesota Miracle. Okay. So Sid was Sid was on point today for his 98th birthday. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, we lost. Uh, we lost Stephen Hawking. We lost Stephen Hawking. I cannot believe nobody had him in our death pool. It's I gotta um, get that on an Excel spreadsheet and go through everyone's it's possible somebody did but okay. I highly doubt it because I don't remember picking him I don't you remember. would remember it if he was on yours yeah and, exactly so and he's not that would have been a great pick because he's like was like what 76 76 those 24, 24 points. easy points right and somebody on Twitter said um, did anyone try um, turning him off and rebooting him <laughs> 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 That's so funny. <laughs> Colton said that his final words was like just the noise a uh, Windows computer makes when you shut it down. <laughs> That's so bad. Does, We're gonna get more feedback from that than no, does the, like from the Billy Graham comments. Does his voice box when when you pass just turn into like somebody come here? I am not alive. <laughs> somebody come here. I am not alive. Well, no, it'd be like somebody come here. I am not alive. <laughs> God, we are terrible people. Nah. He, yeah, that guy, I got to watch the theory of everything. I mean, he lived for 50 years with ALS. That's pretty damn impressive. Right, and he was, is Christopher Reeve still with us? Oh, no. No, okay, I didn't think so. That's the only other notable person in the last 20 years I can think of that has it. Okay, Christopher Reeve didn't have ALS. I thought he did. No, he just fell off a horse. Oh, shit. Well, that's quick, I guess. I swear to God, I thought he had that. No, he fell off a horse and was paralyzed. And I'm not getting him confused with uh, Michael J. Fox and Parkinson's. Right. I'm not. I'm not getting them mixed up. I really thought Christopher Reeves had it for some reason. No, he was just paralyzed. I know that. What that player for the Saints has it, right? Well, a former player for the Saints. Right. They made that movie about him. I forget what it's called. Yeah, I forget too. But I know who you're talking. I remember the story. Is it Gleason? I don't know. Let me check this. I, I have it in my queue because it's an Amazon Prime movie, but every time we sit down, Megan's like, I don't want to watch that sad story. Yeah, right? But it looks so good. Um, uh, yeah. 
Uh, how'd your NASCAR team do? Yeah, I got second. I'm fine. I've gotten second three weeks in a row. Yeah, I know it, and I lost again. So. I am totally fine with that. So Andy's got to give me a punishment. Can about imagine. Well, I texted him and told him, and hey, you were on that text. I'm like, well, for the listener's sake, yeah. do you have you want to send me one like that? What? And I'll reveal it to Corey, like you know. And he never texted me one. I uh, I did get a lot of feedback in the last couple of weeks about my my status updates of the bat. <laughs> the do Bachelor. You, do you watch The Bachelor? You're really into that. I'm like, no. I I lost a bet. Say yes and find out who's really into it. Listen, okay, good. Me too. <laughs> listen, listen to my damn podcast, and then you'll find out that it was just a bet. Yeah. But obviously, they're not listeners. Did you put a disclaimer out before? Before you did uh, the the night started, like, hey everyone, I'm gonna be to- like lost yeah. a bet on, and then you tagged the Pilsner podcast or something. Uh, I don't remember if I tagged the podcast. Yeah, I did. I said that I lost a bet on the podcast, and that uh, I would be watching the Bachelor and p- providing live updates. And many people did comment that they saw that as well, so they knew what I was doing. But I've had a number of people stop me on the street, like in the grocery store or whatnot, and man in the street, be like, oh, you really like the Bachelor. No. <laughs> I kind of think me and you have to run that 5K. And there's no other... So far, we don't have anything bet or anything like that. We will. But I kind of want to think that we should both choose what the other person wears. <laughs> it could be equally ridiculous. Okay. I'm kind of thinking about that. I'm toying with the, with the thought. Well, I already know what you... Well, no, never mind. The stormy shirt. The stormy shirt, or I was just gonna I have you wear a, a Jameson one. Wear a, like a Make America Great Again hat. Ugh, I don't wear hats. But around here, like you wouldn't be ridiculed for that. You would be like cheered. Mm-hmm. People would be like wanting you to win. Mm-hmm. So and it wouldn't really be a punishment to make you wear that. Right, and I'd wear a Flash Gordon T-shirt with it. I'm not familiar. Like Flash Gordon, like just like the Flash Gordon, like logo. the superhero. Yeah. Oh, okay. What uh, does that have to do with Make America Great Again? I'll be freaking fast. I got oh, a red okay. cap on. And it's a having to do with t-shirt. your speed at which you will dominate this 5K. Yeah. That's an interesting concept. And by dominate, I mean be a second ahead of you. That's all I care about. Yeah. We'll probably lose to like an 80-year-old woman. <laughs> with, her, <laughs> with her walker. And she's like with her tennis balls at the bottom of the walker. And, and she goes, I pulled this off of my... <laughs> Off of my garage ceiling today. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I'm not looking forward to it. I do like uh, listener Lisa Keeper had the suggestion to strap the GoPro. Strap the GoPro on. I could do that. And I've got we I've got a GoPro as well. I'll um, just have to get a a body mount for yeah. it. Yeah, we'll do a little bit of like a pre-show or pre-run. Have have some camera rolling on phones and stuff. Yep. The iPhone shoots pretty good video. Yep. We can cut together a little YouTube clip. Or I might just Facebook Live the whole thing and just keep my phone in my hand for it. I'm gonna smack your phone on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I just my, my 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 strategy. I'm not gonna lie. Is to get ahead of you as far as possible at the beginning. So that I don't have to sprint against you in the end. I, yeah, but I mean, but you don't understand that we're going to be equally on the same playing field at first. Like we're both going to be starting from zero. Yeah, I know. So I'm, I'm going to be right with you the, almost the whole time. Then I'm aware, and that's why my hope is that I can, like, outpace you at the beginning. I like that we made the agreement that we can't train for this, <laughs> right? My, I will get a pair of running shoes, and that's it. 
you know, uh, probably the cheapest ones I can find. I'm like, gonna do it barefoot. Okay, you're gonna get those <laughs> socks with the toes. Yeah, in them? right. That's exactly what, what I'm are gonna those do. Things called, but um, did you see the documentary Icarus on Netflix, on Netflix? No, it's about like doping. Okay, we should get into doping for this. <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs> Just the but. fastest 5K Riverside Days has ever seen. <laughs> and should we have someone time it? Because you know there's not going to be anyone timing us. Don't they do like an official timing of them? I don't think so. It's a fun run. Well, well then. Slash we'll, walk. Then we'll time ourselves. Should we have somebody at the finish line? To like verify which one of us is the winner? I think like, okay, all of us are at the start and the arc. Our, our small crowd will be there, and they'll click go on the stopwatch, and they'll make their way to the finish line yeah. and stand there and wait for us to cross. They can, I don't know the course, but I don't either. They can find the finish line. What do you mean you don't know the there. course? You've never done this before. <laughs> Doesn't that start at like the ass crack of dawn? I want to say that there's like the earliest thing people do. I thought was beanbag tournaments at Riverside Days, but this is even before that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like people get up and like drink beer and throw beanbags or cornhole or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Are you any good at beanbags? Uh, fair. I get bored so easily. I mean, I'm not like a pro, but. Right. I suck and I get bored so easily. I built a set this summer, last summer, and I bought the bags on Amazon and we were playing a real game to 21 and it just would not stop because you had to get like exactly a certain number. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I put on the beanbag tournament at Watermelon Days a few years ago, two years ago, and then they wanted me to do it again last year, but I think I was busy like with work and stuff. It was just too busy of a summer for me to have the time to throw into it, but podcast and work. This was pre podcast, but almost. I mean, we started in the summer, August. Uh, boy, we don't have a lot to talk about this week, do we? No. I didn't prepare anything. I didn't prepare anything. Let me see what I got in my, my show notes. Okay. What are you drinking there? I am drinking from the Santa Fe Brewery. I am drinking 7K IPA. What does that entail? Um, Toss me one of those suckers. I'll have one after this. Feel free to take some of these. Make sure that doesn't get too shook. I'm going to let it sit. Uh, From the Santa Fe Brewing Company, established in 1988. That is from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, 7K IPA. Look up higher. No higher. Hi there. We're up here in Santa Fe. 7,198 feet above sea level. That's kind of funny. We're the ones who made this dry, West Coast-style IPA with grapefruit, citrus, and tropical characteristics. It's inspired by the area around us, our love of hops, and our erratic decision-making at high altitudes. It is a 7% ABV. Holy smokes. And uh, I think I told you guys when I tried it for the first time, I, I... Probably rank it as a top five IPA. I love the color. Yeah, it's very good. It's a uh, very cool color. The can's pretty dope, too. I like their I'm simple. I'm not a big fan of gradients, but that's pretty cool. All of their cans have a similar, mm-hmm. you know. It's like a frat look, Greek letters almost. Yeah. I'm going to so. let my foam head go away, and I'm going to dive into that. I did get over and try the... Uh, New farmhouse restaurant over in Wanda this week. Yeah, this last weekend. I was going to talk to you about that off air. It was fantastic. Okay. Uh, they haven't paid for advertising, but I'll give them a free plug that if you can get over there, 
Uh, Mike and his staff are fantastic, and the food was second to none in the area. I don't think you'll find a place in the area that serves better food. Okay. Um, Beer selection. Beer selection. So uh, Mike is a good friend of mine, full disclosure. Uh, So he texted me like a week and a half ago and said, hey, uh, this is when I was still in New Mexico. Or he called me, actually, and says, hey, can you put together, like, a list of some local feeling, you know, IPAs and and whatnot, some stouts or whatever, you know, just to change up my beer selection. He says, you know, some people were asking for stuff, and he said he really has a basic. Mike's not a drinker. Right, right. You know, so he... It's good that he's reaching out to somebody, yeah, who who, who thinks they know what they're doing. So he had uh, (laughs) Coors Light and, you know, all the basics in there. And uh, so I said, yeah, sure, when I get home, I'll I'll put something together for you and, you know, give you a list. And I'm going to, you know, probably do, like, Summit Saga, stuff like that. It's the most agreeable, you know, I think. And it's going to be the easiest for him to get. You know, I'll probably tell him Goose Island because it's an InBev and there's distributors to be able to get get it. But I am going to tell him, you know, that if you want something with a local flair to, you know, go with, you know, either Mankato or maybe Laverne. Yep. But uh, when I went in there, he actually did have some... Uh, Mad Butcher. Yep, Mad Butcher is in Lamberton, and I got to think it's making its way to Springfield because they have Leaf Raker on tap in town here. Yeah. Um, Still? I was there two weeks ago, um, just popped in for like 20 minutes, and I saw, I watched that tap. I didn't drink any, and I saw two guys, each had two of them. Okay. While I was there. And so they, people are drinking. They it. looked like they were there for the long haul for the night, and they were chugging that, so it's like, ugh. Good on you guys, but. Is it the same keg, you think? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope know. not. For their Either sake. that or it's selling really well, so that's why they just keep getting it in. That could be it, too. Um, yeah. Because, um, and, and I'm not knocking it by any means, it's just that at Outlaw's, when there's a craft beer on tap, almost nobody drinks it. Right. It is only, you know, we're in a town of 2,000 people, and it's mostly Coors Light and McOlden Light, and nobody drinks tap beer even. Right. Which kind of drives me nuts because they have four taps, and it's like, well, craft beer drinkers like myself, like the, I like, I prefer taps. Right. And so does everybody. I mean, that drinks craft beer, it's like, don't waste them on Coors Light. Yeah. Nobody's drinking Bush Light on tap. Like, don't put a Bush Light tap up. Right. Like, just, they had Goose Island for a while, and I was like, great. Yeah. And I drank probably most of that keg myself over the course of two months. Right. Well, and Mike said, or I talked to Mike's sister, who's the manager, and and she said that, you know, the Mad Butcher came when when they asked their distributor, like, what do you have? And but the distributor recommended that, and I said, "Well, that's a good one." I said, "That's one I would have I would have told you to get anyway." Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so that's the, a great beer. The, the beer was good. It was in cans, so I I was fancy and poured it into a glass. And uh, you know, he don't have anything on tap. Everything's just out of the cooler, and um, the food was good. So it was a uh, was a good night. So yeah, um, I want to try to get to New Ulm soon and see at Liquor Mart if they have that Fair State. Uh, what's that hazy one that they just came out with? It's a black can. I'll look it up quick. I'm not exactly sure. I did drink that hazy one that that Andy gave me a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I drank that over the weekend. That was really good. I I didn't even know what a hazy IPA was, and he brought in uh, uh, Spirit Fowl. Spirit Fowl, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. And this is like, you know, 60% of that, that's what the Sierra Nevada is. Yeah. It's close enough, and it's going to be here year-round. It's like, oh, this is my new regular beer. Yeah. This and Mad Butcher, 
like those are my mainstays and then I'll try something else too. Um Fair State. It is called Mirror Universe. Okay. Uh it's a hazy IPA that they put in this black can. Oh cool. Yeah, I'm hoping that they have some they usually have a good amount of fair state at the liquor mart well because that one that andy gave me was something like that too looks similar and that was in a bottle Mm -hmm. so Uh, maybe it's that maybe the same stuff that was that was very good so i want to try that and i'm hoping to score some roselle too and some of the bull moose i think the roselle i think they make pretty regular i think that's a year-rounder for them yep and i'm hoping to just when i get there i hope it's there yeah i haven't i was in new alm yesterday but didn't stop in there blows my mind when i get there it's like oh i didn't know surly made these beers too right because in town you only have like four of them yeah <laughs> i'm like oh they even have like the temporary ones you know like the wet ones and yeah, yeah i did try the surly wet here a few weeks ago which you know it was kind of out of out of date you know i mean that's only made for a couple weeks in the fall but mm-hmm. it was still very good yeah but that was the first time I'd seen it anywhere around here. It was in liquor or in uh, the liquor store in Wyndham. Oh yeah, that blue one. They seem to care about what they're doing. I was only there once, and I had a quick conversation with the guy, and he like they. I was in there looking for something, and I was there for ten minutes, and I bet, I bet ten people came in and out, like went to the back fridge, grabbed a case of Keystone or something, and went right out. It was a Friday afternoon. Yeah, um, we were on our way to Sioux Falls, and. I'm looking and looking. I finally go up and ask them if they have anything like this, like this hazy Sierra Nevada beer. And he's like, no, we don't have anything hazy right now. And he's setting me up, you know, with what to get. But he, like, completely stopped what he was doing. He's like, he starts talking to me about beer and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, these people know what they're doing. Yeah, that guy's really good. And there's a couple of people in there that have been really kid. good. Yep, every time I've been in there, um, you know, they see me looking around and, like, if I spend more than five minutes in there. And I think that's because they get, and and just like any liquor store, you get so much of that in and out traffic. People go in, they know exactly what they're looking for, Mm -hmm. that when they see somebody that's taking their time to like Mm -hmm. evaluate what they have and is maybe looking for something new to try, you know, I think for these guys that own these liquor stores that, you know, they almost get a kick out of it because it's, you know, something that they know stuff about. So they want to visit with you and see what you're looking for and probably see if they can help you find what right. you have in mind, or it gives them an idea of what they need to order if P got people coming in and looking for the same sort of stuff. Yeah, I just I simply requested Sierra Nevada hazy little thing because I knew it'd be a big one he'd be able to get. Yeah, I also mentioned anything with the word haze or hazy in it, just go for it. Like, yeah. I, I told him I'll buy you out, and I did the first week <laughs> <laughs> in town here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's you know. They don't really know. They don't. Well, it's like you and I ran into each other at the liquor store the other day. We were buying the same thing. Well, that's why I saw your truck there. That's why I stopped. I'm like, oh, Corey's there. Oh, okay. You stopped because (laughs) this is the same one. I didn't even open it until tonight. Oh, okay. (laughs) I seen the seven empties you had laying in the garbage over there. So I thought maybe. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I didn't drink much beer this week. I had a couple last. I only had one out of mine so far. So yeah. Uh, What'd you think? It was very good. Yeah, I think for just having around national yep. brand it's it's very good yeah i don't have to you guys aren't gonna like it's not like one of those bad brewing companies is it like InBev or whatever oh you call no it. no they're still as of right now i think they're still privately owned just like uh it's hard to believe that sam adams is still technically an independent brewing company oh for sure 
because they've got the national campaign. Yeah, yeah. And we, we talked about this, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Have yeah. you uh, been up to date on they've got the the Minnesota uh, the Star Tribune is doing their Minnesota brewery battle thing again where you can vote? Yeah, and I missed it again. I got it right at the end. Like I, I wanted no, no, to no, vote. No, no it's, still, it's still going on. Yeah, they're okay. like in the fight. They just they just announced like the seat. So they did an initial like everyone going and vote for like your favorite five. Remember, I brought that up last year when it was Shells that won the best brewery. Yeah, yeah, and I said, well, what the fuck? So I'm I'm bound in the term, and I'm going to campaign. No offense to Shells, but I'm going to make it my mission that Shells does not win that Shells, this year. to their credit, they just launched a pale ale and I would like to try it. They did. Um, have you had it? I have not. I've heard good things about it. I'll give it a chance. I don't know if it's a true pale ale. Why don't they do that? What is... I think it has to do with brewing methods and maybe they just don't have the... You gotta think with the bat. No, if they want to put money into making an IPA, they could do it. That's true. I don't know. I don't you know why they don't. One tank. What's a tank? Ten thousand dollars. I don't know why they don't come out with like a true IPA. I it's don't... fine that they don't, but just like if you're gonna make like you said, you heard it wasn't a real pale ale. Yeah, I heard it's like a, it's a pills, but they used. And I could be talking out of my ass, but I, from what I understood, it's not a true IPA. I would like to try it. Yeah. I tried their Fort Holly's, whatever it's called. Fort Holly's Road, yeah. Ugh, nothing to write home about. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, it's not great. Um, it's not terrible. It's just kind of a, uh, yeah, sort of. I drank one at Cobden the other night, a couple yeah. nights ago. I don't know. I just wanted to try it. It was the first, it was like the only time I'd been in a bar. I didn't want to buy a whole six pack of it or a case. Or yeah, whatever we. You call it. So I had like, one. I'll try one. We went to New Ulm on Saturday, and we went to B and L and had one. I had well, I had one. Chrissy had two. <laughs> Just really got to. You really got to test it out. Well, the mine came in like the big glass in mm-hmm. you know, a pint glass, and she got a sour, which came in you know. So, like, her two equal to my one, so it's not like she was, like, yes. slamming yes. beers. No, I know. I was just joking. And then we went out to Star Keller. Yeah, I saw that. And split a flight, so it was a nice little Saturday. You know, now our Saturdays are, the kids are gone on Saturdays now, because now that Joe is in junior high, he's in speech also. I saw him in the paper, or yeah. I saw Colton in the paper. Joe was, no, oh, he was right above him, wasn't yep, he? So yeah, they're, so they're both gone. They leave early Saturday mornings and are usually gone until mid to late afternoon. So this last Saturday, we decided to go get some brunch. Turns out we missed brunch. We missed uh, the breakfast menu at Lola's by like 15 minutes. So we had lunch, and then we walked across the street and had a beer, and then we went to Starkiller and had a couple more. Speaking of brunch, I just got a waffle maker. It's coming tomorrow. I just ordered one. Oh, my God. It's going to be a fun weekend. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, I am so excited. Did you see my wife's tweet that you know we've got like six of them in our cupboard that you could have just had one? It that's not something you just does anybody have a waffle maker? <laughs> yeah, like, I know, I know. What, that's what I was like. How do I and I started tweeting that, but I'm like, nah, delete. Yeah, I know. I was just giving you a hard time. I know. It's like she said you got a bunch. T- I wish I would have known you were into it. Like, let's see everything I'm in the market for currently. Everybody out there, <laughs> just start naming a list, right? Of just appliances that I'm considering buying if you have one to give me. That's right, right? No, um. I, I did, and then I scoped out the the breakfast aisle at the grocery store, and I'm gonna get all the syrups, all the syrups, all the syrups. We're gonna have a big waffle weekend. 
Sounds like a waffle weekend and Bill Hader on SNL. It's going to be a good time. Are you? Uh, what is your go-to waffle combination? Well, I haven't had a waffle in probably ten years. Okay. So back then it was just butter and syrup. But if it was the dad's Belgian waffles that you'd go to events for, yeah. I would always go for blueberry syrup. Okay. I really like blueberry syrup. I think fruit and whipped cream. No, fruit is a waste of time because with syrup, it tastes weird. Yeah. Uh, whipped cream, I think I remember that being good, but I want to say mixing that with syrup also is weird. Yeah, my kids do chocolate chips and whipped cream. See, I think I remember strawberry syrup with whipped cream. I'm going to get everything, so I'm going to go back down memory lane. Oh, yeah. This is what I like, and I'm going to establish what I like, and that's going to be my mainstay. <laughs> You really got big plans. What type of waffle maker are you doing? Like the round waffles or the square waffles? Round, um, cook it for a couple minutes, beep, flip it, yeah, and then open her up and scoop her out, just like a hotel. Yeah, yeah, we got we got one of them at home. It's fantastic. Is it? Yeah, it's it, just pancake mix, right? Um, yeah, you can buy like Bisquick, but then like there's a little bit different directions for. Oh, waffles. I'm going to be standing in that aisle for a while looking at boxes. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a little bit, you add like two eggs as opposed to one or vice versa or whatever. Eggs. Oh, shit. Got to really look at the directions. Yeah. Make sure you have all everything you need. The last thing you want is to be like. It's m- nine o'clock in the store closed. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you making your waffles in the evening? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I, I made breakfast uh, for supper two nights ago and it was it was the best. That's, uh, I love Brenner. Yeah. <laughs> I love Brenner. Right. I, Yeah. Uh, I'll be doing that again. I'm going to fill up one of those baskets with nothing but breakfast foods. I've been eating breakfast foods like crazy lately. I think it has to do with we bought an 18-pack of eggs as opposed to a 12. Yeah. Because she said she was going to make egg bake, and that required eight eggs. And I said, oh, I'll just get the big one. And she didn't. So here I am just... <laughs> False hope. Just trying. Em- I'm em- trying to get rid of eggs. Empty promises of egg bake. Right, and I'm eating like two fried eggs at a time because <laughs> I got like, well, I'm not just going to eat just eggs when I got little Smokies and hash browns. That's and- right. <laughs> That's right. What is What is your go-to breakfast meat? Uh, Little Smokies. I don't prefer, I don't like sausage patties and I don't like the sausage links, the, like the Jimmy Dean ones. Yeah. So you do, you do Little Smokies, huh? Yeah. Uh, That or turkey bacon. Interesting. You're not a turkey bacon guy? What's yours? I don't know that I've ever had turkey bacon. Changed my life. That's the only thing I will say that I prefer, um turkey to the real version of okay because i'm not a fan of biting into thick cut bacon that's 50 percent fat whereas the turkey bacon is very lean and it's all meat there's no fat on it yeah and i'm not concerned with fat i just don't like the taste of fat right like i'm not trying like obviously i'm not trying to watch my weight or my figure or whatever <laughs> but the taste of fat grosses me out yeah i'm a bacon guy i like bacon Side pork is my jam. What is side pork? Uh, side pork is basically like unsmoked bacon. Okay. And you make it like the way my mom and my grandma have always made it is you throw it in a f- pan to fry it, but then throw some soy sauce in there on it as you're frying it. Yeah. And it's it's legit. It sounds like a family recipe. Is that a common thing, or is I don't know a, if that's common. But that's the way my mom has always made it, so that's yeah. the way I make it. Yeah, uh, it is very fatty. 
Okay. But it's delicious. Right, if it's good, go for it. Like, I don't care about <laughs> fat stuff. I'm willing to my, try everything. My wife, if she sees me bring home side pork, like, I get the side eye about, you're going to have a heart attack sort of sort of talk from her. Mm-hmm. But so we don't have it a lot, but I like to, a couple times a year, I'll, if I see it in the grocery store, the local grocery store has it on occasion, and I'll, I'll bring it home. It's usually thick, like quarter inch thick. Wow. Yeah, it's like cook. It's like frying a mini pork chop, basically. I make a dip. I'll bring it over for WrestleMania. That is one hundred percent consistent on Velveeta cheese. That's the whole dip. It's just straight up cheese. Maybe I'll make some side pork for WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I told Megan we should. Now that Andy's coming, it's like shit. We should probably bring something. <laughs> and then I thought about it. I'm like, you know, I'm being punished, and I have to be there. But then I was like, ah, I still got to bring something. <laughs> we'll bring something. <laughs> yeah, that's like. I have this taco dip that my mom used to make that I just go, well, how'd you make that? And she's like, uh, there's three things. You just throw them all in a crock pot. I'm like, oh, I can do this. You can do that. <laughs> it's just taco sauce, a bottle of it, a whole brick of cheese. Don't share your secret, man. And then uh, just hamburger browned. That's it. And I you eat it with Doritos, so it's extra bad for you. <laughs> I'll have to start working on my WrestleMania menu. I haven't got a couple things in mind, but I'll have to solidify it here in the next... I'll see if I can get Megan to make. Um, we were gonna have this um, fantasy football, uh, our rookie league. We were gonna have a banquet. We just never got around to it. Okay. And she bought stencil cutouts to make cookies that were in the shape of a bone that was broken. To re- and we were gonna call it Aaron Rodgers collarbone cookies, <laughs> just to make fun of the person who had Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> we should do WrestleMania broken bone cookies. <laughs> that would be fabulous. <laughs> Going back to your little smokies. Yeah. Uh, how do you how do you eat your little smokies? Like how do you cook them? What do you do with them? Water and put them in a pot. Okay. A so very small amount of water. It's not like boiling. It's just just enough yeah. to like get them on the stove. That's the easiest thing to do. So you're not doing like barbecue sauce. No, not for breakfast. But that's my one of my favorite. You want you want to change your breakfast game? Yeah. Maple syrup. See. I mostly avoid syrup. I mean, like I, I'm contradicting myself because yeah, but if you're doing waffles already, that's what I'm saying. You then, think so? Then you—that's how I eat. Them. I like them plain. Yeah, throw that little bit of maple syrup on them. All right, sons of bitches, and you'll be be plenty happy. I had pancakes, like I said, just the other night, and I realized I went into the fridge. I almost opened our third bottle of syrup. <laughs> We don't ever use syrup, and we have two open. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why do we have two full open we bottles? I'll make like pancakes at home on occasion, um, but normally, like if we go out for breakfast, then I'll do pancakes or something. But um, it turns out it's easy as fuck. It was my first time making them. Yeah, I mean they're easy, but it's kind of a mess to like to clean up and stuff. Yeah, I do find that, and like I'm in the kitchen for an. At least two hours. It's from beginning to clean up to eating. Yeah, to clean and up. you're doing, you know, when you're doing enough pancakes for two people, whereas I'm doing enough pancakes for four people. Oh, she didn't eat them. Oh, she didn't. No, I made enough for four people, and I ate for two people, and ate for two people the next day at lunch. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. They don't taste as good the next day, but you got you can't waste them. That's what we used to make them and make enough, and then like the boys would warm them up for breakfast before they went to school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we really kind of don't do that anymore. So the only time we really do a big breakfast at home is on Sunday mornings. And then there's like a once in a while I'll do pancakes or something or waffles. Uh, I've done crepes once. 
Oh, interesting. That was that was easier than ex- that expected. Yeah, they turned out really good. That was on Chrissy's birthday, I think. I made them, and she really liked them. Um, otherwise, I got like a few different like uh, we call it world famous at home. It's like scrambled eggs with like hash browns and oh yeah, bacon yeah. and everything. Just, you in throw it. a ton of shit. Throw in everything it. all in there I together. Love that. Yeah, yeah. That's, even um, even um, this might be weird to some people, but. Take potatoes, peel them, cut them up into like yeah. you would for when you fry just potatoes with your steak and potatoes. Throw them into. Yeah, okay. that tastes just as good too. I I throw hash browns in there. Right. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. as a if you don't have hash browns and right. stuff, like I've had that before. That oh, I've really done like too. chopped. I've taken like French fries and chopped them up because we nice. have a bag of French I've fries. Never even thought of that. That's a great bag idea. of French fries in the freezer. I can't believe you aren't a stoner. <laughs> That's so, such a stoner thought. Our our latest go to for breakfast is. Um, it's a Mexican hash. What is hash? Uh, it's like a potato meat mixture sort yeah. of thing. Um, and so, or actually it's more of just a potato, but, uh, it was modeled after a dish that they have at Lola's that's very good. And I took it home and kind of revamped and made my own version of it. So I do, I got to do the, uh, country cut hash brown. So they're like the squares. Mm-hmm. Diced potatoes, basically. Yep. Um, fry them up, and then fry up sausage, but not like links or patties, but like get a pound of like ground pork. Yeah. And fry that up. Um, I use some Mexican seasonings on the potatoes and a little bit on the pork. Mix all that together. Throw in a can of green chilies. Mm-hmm. Stir that all up. Then you put that on the plate. And then you put two over easy or over medium eggs, whatever your preference is. Holy smokes. On top of that. We're getting into it. Yeah. On top of that, with some, uh, I use salsa verde. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's green salsa. It's my favorite kind of Dorito, too. Yep. Put that on there with no, some sa- sour cream, sliced avocado, and some cilantro chopped up on there. And Folks. My kids, or all of us in our, like, our, the four people in my house, I think that's everyone's, like, favorite breakfast now. So that gets, that gets made probably three out of four weekends a month. I'll nice. end up making that. Nice. So my go-to every weekend was, and I had no complaints, but it was just fried eggs, shredded hashed potatoes, or hashed browns, and then um, either Little Smokies or turkey bacon. No complaints from her, but I'm like, we did that for like two years. I'm like, I'm st- we got to start mixing it up. I learned how to make pancakes. I learned, right. how, I learned how to make scrambled eggs, as funny as that is. <laughs> like, I didn't know how to do it. I just Googled it. Oh, right. it's, it's really easy. Yeah, you just <laughs> stir the eggs before you put them in the pan. Right. So as soon as I get sick of um, Belgian Waffle Day, which will come, but not for a while. I'll do like six months of sugar breakfast again. Yeah. And then I'm going to buy a waffle or a... Uh, omelet maker where you just flip it over and all that stuff you but know that you can make an omelet in a it's regular. super hard to flip they say though okay i don't know but i mean those those actual made for it ones where you fold it over and then just flip it over on the stove yeah they're not that expensive no, no. they're like 15 dollars I'm going to do that. Yeah. Because they come out perfectly shaped every time. And then I'm going to get like ham steaks and cut up cubes of ham and throw all that in there and tons of cheese. Do you guys do like a a big breakfast every weekend? I do. Um, She doesn't eat it every time. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes she comes out and she's like, I'm going to church. And I'm like, cool. Me and Rory are going to eat this. (laughs) (laughs) 
And and she's like, um, and I go, you want me to save some for you? She's like, I guess, yeah. You know, comes back and I'm like, fuck. So I gotta like keep the burners on for an hour and just keep it balanced so and not clean the kitchen. She doesn't make you go to church with her. What? Fuck that. <laughs> no. No, it was just a question. We don't have to get into it. No. Because you go, you have your own. You have you go to a separate denomination. That's mm-hmm. the correct answer, right? Yeah. It's not, yeah, whatever. Let's take a save break. Maybe I should. Breakfast is good. I thought you would come back with breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> I was thinking, um, uh, I might start programming songs that are based around one theme, and the game of the night will be you and Andy have to figure out what the theme, theme I picked was that night. It's not a bad idea. I thought about that. So maybe I should, for WrestleMania, maybe I should just make a breakfast smor- smorgasbord. I don't know, man. Wings are tough. But, well, I love breakfast, but you said your wings are bone-in, which it seems almost un-American. No, it's un-American to eat chicken nuggets and just call them boneless wings. But they're wings. They're nuggets. They're wings they're that have nug- been deep fried then covered in sauce. They're nuggets. No, they're not. They're nuggets. You're they're, wrong about that. They're pieces of breast meat that have been diced and battered. Right. And I don't have to touch them. I don't make a mess. And I don't feel gross. As a person who washes their hands about 35 times in a work day, yeah, boneless wings are my jam. So you like chicken nuggets? I mean, I guess, but I do like chicken nuggets too. But those I think are different. How are they different? They're deep fried that you dip yourself into either barbecue sauce, honey so mustard. So if you took your nuggets and just coated them in the sauce, what would you have? I don't think it would taste the same because nuggets have the a different type of batter. They're very like fast foody, you know what I mean? Whereas a good quality boneless wing has the nice like restaurant quality like chicken strips, you know, are different from like the banquet chicken fingers that you buy. You know what I'm saying? The batter is very different and also the inside the meat's way better. They're nuggets. They're not nuggets. I'm not a batter guy to begin with. Like See, I don't I like batter um, chicken scares me because I know you can get sick if you don't cook it properly. Right. I don't mess with chicken. I don't mess with poultry too much. Like I I'll usually bake them and like if I'm in a weight loss contest, I'll, I'll bake a bunch of chicken breast in the in the oven, and they all end up with like a bunch of weird water in the pan. Yeah, I hate that. And that day, if if I do wings for WrestleMania, it'll all depend upon my level of commitment I want to put into it. Um, sometimes I'll actually grill my wings before saucing them, because uh, sometimes getting out the deep fat fryer and doing all that is kind of a pain in the ass. Oh, for sure. I I'd, I'd never want to own one. Yeah. Because I know that like cleaning them and just yeah, you know, I own one and it's it's a uh, it's uh just a few times a year deal the thing that we use when you're like okay I've got the time to commit to getting this out, getting the grease in there, heating it up, cooking it. Letting it cool down, emptying the grease out. Oh, just go to the store. Exactly. My old man likes smoking food. Yeah. He's kind of gotten hooked on that, and 
He smokes like fish sometimes. Okay. Um, I think you're wasting a perfectly good walleye fillet when you could be battering that and frying it, but whatever. Um, basically everything else though that is smoked I've had is really good. Everybody seems to love the smoked fish. I don't care for it. Um, I don't know that I've ever had like beans. Okay. So, you know, when you go to like a barbecue, they'll have that bean concoction where it's like yeah it started with like a coffee can size of bushes beans but then they throw in a bunch of other beans and hamburger and all kinds of stuff right he ends up with a big jug or whatever yeah you smoke that ends up being like the best thing ever yeah yeah uh, it almost makes me want to learn how to do it but I'll, I'll make i'll probably make that i usually make my baked beans that have like hamburger and bacon and stuff in them um, I call it, used to call it chili, and then I realized it's not chili, it's just baked beans. Um, <laughs> what did you think chili was? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I should say I made, I, I started out making chili, and then I realized that it was a really good baked beans recipe. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll usually make that. I'll, use, I'll probably do like bacon wrapped shrimp. Wow, you get shrimp? It is WrestleMania. It is WrestleMania. And then we'll do some wings and some dips and stuff, so. Oh, you got to have dips. Yeah. Yeah. Does your wife watch? Um, Normally, no. Uh, If I bring my wife. Then she will probably be somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, she'll hang out. Yeah. Uh, Maybe the girls will go in the other room and watch, like, Desperate Housewives or something. Or Real Housewives or whatever it's called. Um, but yeah. Can so, I be in that room? No. <laughs> so it'll be it'll be fine. You guys will enjoy yourself. Well, yeah. I'm going to bring a six-pack of Hazy, and I'm going to make Megan drive oh, me no, home. It's, it's a dry event. <laughs> You're like, I can see the heartbreak in your eyes right now. It's not a dry event. I will... No, it's not a dry event. I've decided. I'm just giving okay. you a hard time. <laughs> I I presume normally you don't drink beers because it's just you and your sons. Right. I feel like with you can't tell Andy it's a dry event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy would not show up. <laughs> Andy would be here next week eating a mushroom and Swiss burger. Right. That's what, yeah, I just, yeah. Well, um, speaking of that place in Wyndham, they had a sick selection of those big, tall beers that are in wine gla- bottles. Are those barley wines? Um, is that what they... What is barley wine? Well, like, Shells puts their sours in those. Right. And that's usually what it is. I mean, Shells I, does not do a good... They have a couple of those in town here, but they don't say specifically sour on them, so I don't know if I want to try it or not. Right. Because it's kind of expensive. If it said sour on it, I mean, I'd for sure buy it. It all depends upon the brewery and what it is. I mean, some some breweries will put their their imperials in bottles like that. Okay, yeah. I mean, you really just got to read the label and see what it is. I mean, I don't know that that's I've ever. What, that's what I mean. Like the the shells one is, has a, like two words on it. Yeah. So like the that's it. That hazy IPA from Spiritfall that or, or from not Fair State. Or from Fair State that Andy brought for me that came in a in in a bottle like that. And I think. Yeah, well, he was drinking them that day, so he said they must have just told him at the brewery, hey, we have some left, do you want one? Yeah. Because I don't even know like what that shit looks like. It confuses me. 
For color-wise, you mean? No, or? just for what the... Because there's a lot of weird stuff that they put in... Beer companies put in these wine bottles. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, and a lot just, of them don't do a good job like explaining what it what is on the label. Right. And like if I were to ask in town, like explain this to me, and the guy would be like, uh, I have no idea. Why don't you just take the wife and go over to Star Keller for a flight or two? Yeah. Do you, I mean, th- do you think she would not care for the sours? No, I think she would. I think she would like them. I think she would really like that that Roselle. I should have. Uh, I mean, she likes wine, right? No. Well, for real, no. Oh, okay. A drink of choice is probably vodka well, she or was Keystone. Drinking wine here the one night. That's why I thought she. Yeah. But so it's not like her. Yeah. So that's like not her drink of choice normally. No, it's uh, usually. I mean, obviously vodka or like a cheap beer like and a i know she likes the stones yeah i know that that's it yeah like, i mean that's pretty much it she's yeah. pretty basic with that stuff but she's come around to just having mad butcher around and like if we're if we're like slugging one out on sunday night and we look at what's left in the fridge and it's 9 30 you know it's like she's like oh crap i have to try a craft beer and she's yeah. like oh these aren't that bad and i'm like you know and i'm looking at what it is and i'm like Oh, those are Mad Butchers, and I only have four left. And she's like, these are mine. I'm like, oh, crap. Looks like I have to drink the one, you know, like the Wee IPA from the Summit Pack that I don't really (laughs) like that much. Or you're drinking the peanut butter porter out of it. (laughs) Right, shit like that. I'm like, great, because she called the good beers. (laughs) Of course you like the good beers. (laughs) And it's not like they're not first choice for her, but I feel like... Before it was a hundred percent no. I did buy one of them summit sampler packs now, but I haven't broken into it yet. I really dig the Imperial that they made. That's a very good beer. And then obviously Saga's in it. That's a great beer. I know that. But uh Experimental is okay, and then the Wii I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah. The experimental one smells like marijuana. Okay. It smells skunky. Yeah. I mean, it just it it that's what it reminded me of, and okay. I'm kind of curious, like if they got like maybe maybe they used hemp or something, or yeah, I have no idea. Right, it's just it smelled like that. Um, other than that, nothing crazy. Okay, just good IPAs. Yeah, I got to get over to Manca or to either New Ulm or Wyndham and stock up again. I my my selection at home is I didn't bring home the only stuff I brought home from New Mexico this time was these three cans and then that. Well, thanks for sharing that growler. Um, Chrissy kind of gave me a hard time about forgetting to bring home some of the mandarina stuff for her. Oh, yeah. But, like, my last day in town was kind of hectic. Like You had to work. Well, we, I was actually was working very right. hard and trying to wrap things up there. And then we did the podcast that Wednesday night, and then I left Thursday. So I, I didn't get over to the liquor store to stock up on Wednesday night like I normally would have the night before. And Right. So, yeah. I felt okay. bad, but I did bring her home a uh, Mexican Day of the Dead skull that she had been she had been wanting one. So cool that when's, made her happy. When's that? That's not Cinco de Mayo, is it? No, I don't know when it is. She just likes the the painted up skulls. Yeah, it's not a real skull. It's no, I, I made of clay. Seen. Yeah, <laughs> I know you know. I was clearing it up for the listeners. Oh, all right. Well, um, let's wrap it up. Cool. Uh, thanks for listening this week, guys. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at T Hillisheim. You can follow Corey on Twitter at Corey Jensen. Our other host, who is not here, Fuck he him. is at at Lemon Party sixty nine. I 
Uh, you can follow the show at Pilsner Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks for following along, guys. We will see you next week in episode 32. Yeah. See ya.